The Zone. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Smelling is exactly what I was doing this morning when I came into the office. It seemed a little hazy to me. I thought, oh, it's more Canadian smoke. No, in reality, it's a little fog that's a part of southern Wisconsin, especially on a Thursday morning. Morning, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Thanks so much for checking in. Yeah, there are several of our areas that are under some dense fog advisories. Till about 9 o'clock this morning, most of the affected area is along the Illinois-Wisconsin border, but you might notice it as well. Today is going to be a warm day if you're taking in the first day of the Wisconsin State Fair. Partly sunny skies, 87 today. Partly sunny tomorrow, 84. Saturday, we've got a 30% chance of rain and 82. Sunday, a 60% chance of rain and 76. But hopefully not enough to dampen your enthusiasm for getting to State Fair Park in West Allis. Tell you what, one thing that you may notice, may not notice when you go to State Fair Park are all the beautiful flower displays and beautiful seating areas that have been created to allow people to enjoy the State Fair. We're going to talk with the gal that's responsible for all that. She's actually responsible for a lot of things at State Fair Park. That's Jill Albanese. She's coming up uh, this morning. We're also catching up with our friend Andy Fallman from Everag. Man, oh man. A little concerning what's going on with dairy. The June dairy margin coverage margin dropped by a dollar eighteen from a month earlier to three sixty-five a hundredweight. First time it's been below four dollars a hundredweight since margin protection became a part of the federal safety net. Talking about that and its ramifications with Andy Fallman from Everag on a full Thursday morning. What BioVet does and where the livestock producer gets their benefit is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Wisconsin has joined a group of 31 attorneys general from across the United States, all bipartisan, as well as the U.S. Department of Agriculture, to form a new partnership they're calling the Agricultural Competition Partnership. Their goal? Looking at unfair market practices and working to boost competition in food and agriculture markets. How are you going to do that? Is there an area in particular they're concerned about? And in fact, Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call said, yes, there is. I spoke with him about this new coalition and asked him to tell me more about what they hope to accomplish. It's really important that we have competitive markets, and anybody who is a small business owner knows that because if they are uh, buying products in a market that's not competitive, they're going to pay a lot more than they should be paying, and that's going to make it really difficult to make a living, whether you're, you're a family farmer or a grocery store owner. Uh, and if you're a consumer who's buying groceries in the grocery store, the prices go up. So it's always important we have competition. And one of the areas that there have been concerns about the amount of competition is, is in the agricultural industry. So it's always important to be ensuring that competition is happening. But it's especially important now as people are dealing with the impacts of inflation um, and as people are struggling to make ends meet. And the more that we can work collaboratively, because a lot of these uh, companies that have, have a lot of market share are operating across the country, 
by working collaboratively with the federal government as well as other state AGs, um, we can be even more effective in ensuring that markets are competitive. I'm sure that because of your position, uh, you want some evidence, some uh, statistics, data to help uh, make your argument. What did they share with you, Josh? What, uh, you know, give us a little insights into the groups or the uh, discussion that's been going on to get you part of this partnership. Uh, Well, first, you're you're absolutely right. The more information we can get about the, the challenges that folks are facing, the better And that's one of the reasons that working together across states and and with the federal government can be effective, because we can aggregate information from different states. Uh, But also there are going to be resources here that the federal government is providing as as we work to increase competition. That means that there can be um, research done that that can help support potential cases. So the the more that we're working together and collaborating, the closer look we can take at these issues, and hopefully the more that we can get accomplished on behalf of uh, family farmers, on behalf of folks who are going to the grocery store, uh, to lower lower the costs. The group is calling itself the Agricultural Competition Partnership. Tell me a little bit about the scope, the reach so far, Josh, and do you think other organizations are going to join? Uh, you know, it'd be great to see more states join, but we've already got a, a big bipartisan group, and so that's really encouraging. Uh, the USDA is, is stepping up and providing resources, which is going to enhance our efforts. Uh, and then we do our own antitrust work at the Department of Justice. So we're bringing those things together. And, and with this initiative, we're going to improve our ability to do on-the-ground assessments of competition and consumer issues. So figuring out if a company's got a huge amount of market share, what impact that's having on the, the price that, that their customers are paying. Um, and we're also going to uh, – uh, this, this effort's going to support new and more independent research programs – so that we can get more information about exactly what these impacts are. With, with that information, we'll have the kind of evidence you need, hopefully, to potentially bring cases if that's, if that's appropriate. Was there anything specific to Wisconsin, Josh, that got your antenna up? Any particular commodity, any particular business where you said, yeah, I see that we need a little more oversight or a little more detail here? Absolutely. Well, as, as you know, you know, farming is a critical industry in, in Wisconsin, and you know, this this group is going to be looking at practices in the food, the retail, meat and poultry processing, and, and other agricultural industries. You know, and as an example of, of one of the areas that that we've noted, we're going to take a look at is, is seed markets. Um, but ensuring that uh, farmers in Wisconsin are able to uh, buy uh, buy the products they need at a fair price. Um, that helps ensure that they can make a profit, they can um, continue uh, uh, having their family farm succeed. And then ultimately, when when people are going to the grocery store to buy uh, agricultural goods, that they're paying a fair price. Help us understand, Josh, your role as attorney general when it comes to these kinds of processes and monitoring. In my mind, I'm thinking about the o- one of the only times I imagine where an attorney general could get involved is if we're looking at a merger and acquisition or something like that as far as uh, companies taking over the other. I- explain where I'm missing the other opportunities for this kind of a group to be able to step in. Uh, well, we have authority to enforce our antitrust laws in the state of Wisconsin. We also work in collaboration with the federal government and other states, um, not only as part of this partnership, but just in general, to ensure that antitrust laws are enforced. And uh, you're right that that can include a merger situation. That's often where we would get involved in, in taking a close look at a market. Um, but it, we could also be involved if uh, one company has so much 
uh, dominance of a particular market that they are engaging in, in monopolistic practices. And so if there is uh, anti-competitive behavior that, that breaks our antitrust law, whether that's through a merger or some other practice, we have authority to step in. And so you know, if, if prices are fair, if they reflect competition, uh, that's, that's the way our system is supposed to work. Um, but if you've got somebody who is using control of the market to artificially and improperly inflate prices, uh, we have the opportunity to step in. Now, I'm assuming that your primary focus is domestic uh, circulation of product, domestic control of production. But what about any implications on the international scene, both access for our U.S. companies as well as anybody that might be acting in a predatory nature from outside our borders? Well, in terms of what we have authority to enforce, um, you know, we can enforce action in in Wisconsin. Um, but one of the benefits of working with the federal government and with other states is that helps expand the reach. And so if you've got practices that are unlawful in one state, you can potentially reach out and, and notify them if that's having an impact in uh, in our state. But, but to the extent that people's practices uh, are impacting what's going on here in Wisconsin, they're, they're doing business in Wisconsin, uh, regardless of whether they're based in Wisconsin, we can take action. And so, uh, you know, we, we certainly want to encourage folks, if they are uh, seeing anti-competitive practices happening, to, to make sure that they report that information to us and to, to DATCAP. Because uh, the more information we gather, that helps us uh, know where, where we should be looking, and it also uh, could potentially support a case uh, down the road. Uh, the USDA is, is part of this collaboration as well, and so um, reaching out to them is, is also really helpful. But, um, but ultimately, you know, our, our goal is to ensure that people have access to, to fair prices and competitive markets, and reporting to those folks uh, is a key part of this process of, of allowing us to uh, assess the situation and where appropriate to, to bring in enforcement actions. Now, recognizing that this uh, group has just basically formed, Josh, do you see any progress already? Are there any specific cases that are already under review? Uh, is there any investigation? Give us kind of an update as to what's happened so far. Yeah. Well, in terms of this group, as you said, it, it's just formed, and so um, it, it's just getting off the ground. What we're going to see, though, are more resources through this group going to support uh, enforcement efforts that, you know, that, that will happen over time, um, but it's going to include things like, like research and hopefully collaborative efforts. Um, that being said, part of what we do uh, at the Wisconsin Department of Justice is enforce our antitrust laws, uh, even apart from this partnership. Um, you know, we, we have done work on, on that front. We will continue doing work. Uh, but what specific cases result from this or what specific uh, research is done uh, that's in the process of, of being assessed right now. Do you have any idea, Josh, would you consider you have powers over things like labeling? That's been a real stickler for dairy in particular, um, what they consider mislabeling of non-dairy products in grocery stores. Uh, supposedly the uh, Trade Commission's got authority over that type of thing, but we don't see any action. Is that anything that this group might address? Uh, if, if there were, this is really focused on the anti-competitive aspects of it. So I, I think this group that would only come up with if there was some sort of um, monopolistic activity going on. But um, but that being said, as you said, DATCAP has authority over misrepresentations. Um, but it's important to remember that uh, they, they don't have total discretion as to when to bring actions. They've got certain standards that they need to meet under Wisconsin law to establish violations. 
Um, and so when and where they bring enforcement actions is really dependent on the specific facts of the case. Um, but, but if there are issues that people see with misrepresentations going on, they, uh, they absolutely should report those to that cat. That's Wisconsin's Attorney General, Josh Call. Again, the new group is called Agricultural Competition Partnership, made up of the U.S. Department of Agriculture and bipartisan group of attorneys general from across the United States, focused in on boosting competition in food and agricultural markets. And Attorney General Call said here in Wisconsin, one of the first places he wants to look at, SEED, S-E-E-D, the seed industry. I'll be following up with them as their work progresses. From the southern end of the world's longest part of Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom you're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Roofing windows, gutters, siding and decks Can Legacy do it? You bet Better prices, better warranties Legacy always makes it easy Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com Legacy Exteriors Just pick up the phone And let us leave a legacy on your home Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Yes, it is. Here we are on a Thursday morning. I mentioned earlier that when I started uh, coming to the office a few hours ago, I, I thought the Canadian smoke was back. That is not the case. It is a dense fog advisory for some folks. Let's talk about it. It's Tumac Ag Meteorologist along with us. It's not up by the thriving metropolis of Eden, though. It's more along the Illinois border, huh? It's the Illinois border and the Mississippi border. In fact, the dense fog advisory in effect till 9 this morning over on the Mississippi, Vernon, Crawford, Grant County, Richland, Sauk, Dane, down into Rock County, and back through Green, Lafayette, Iowa. So that southwest corner of the state under the dense fog advisory. And after that lifts out, another very nice summery day in store. Sunshine and warm temperatures today. Believe it or not, for a change, our friends over in the eastern side of 
Wisconsin had a little rain in the nighttime, just about two-tenths of an inch at Sheboygan, and it happened just a couple of hours ago. And further south, there was even some heavier rains. They're kind of fortunate they've been shorted here lately for some rainfall. A weak cool front's lined up today. It's going to drop through from the north, way up into northern Minnesota yet this morning. No rain developing along the boundary at this time, but by late afternoon or evening, I'd expect a little scattered shower activity, maybe a stray thunderstorm to pop up. Not a whole lot of rain if we see it, but that small chance around. The bigger news is ahead of the cold front, a very, very warm and humid, sticky summer day today, and then starting to cool a little bit on toward Friday and Saturday, although later this weekend, Saturday night or Sunday, some rain very well could be returning. Could be a little more on the wet side here, wrapping up the weekend, starting our way just into the early part of next week as well. I'll have those forecast details right after this. Well, this hot weather has forced a few adjustments at Bavaria Sausage. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage online, BavariaSausage.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page. So because of this hot weather, not just in the Midwest, but across the United States, they have decided that they are going to hold all orders perishable and non-perishable, unless you have selected overnight delivery. Yes, it's because of the heat, and of course, it's because they want you to be 100% happy when your product arrives. Air options are also available. Remember, if your product arrives thawed, it's still okay to refreeze. But again, with this excessive heat impacting a lot of the United States, they have decided that they are going to temporarily hold on all orders, perishable and non-perishable, unless you select overnight delivery. You can find out more online at BavariaSausage.com or their Facebook page. All right, buddy, let's hear those weather details. All right, the details, including that dense fog advisory for the southwest, call it quarter of Wisconsin, will be for more sunshine to break out for a lot of folks today. A sunny, bright one. Upper 80s, probably around 90 at La Crosse and Madison, and winds kind of light and variable become west later on about 5. That chance of an isolated shower or storm late afternoon or into this evening, and otherwise partly cloudy overnight, could be a little patchy fog in the south again. We drop back into the mid-60s, north winds at 5. Maybe a little fog tomorrow morning in the southern parts of the state. And then again, a mostly sunny Friday. Sounds pretty fair in the mid-80s with east winds at 5 to 10. Saturday sounding pretty nice, mostly sunny. A slight rain chance west and south late in the day. Low 80s, just about normal for a change. East winds about 5 to 10. But Saturday night or Sunday, Pam, I think we're going to have a little more rain to deal with. Well, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Although for people at, at State Fair Park, it might not be ideal. But I'll take those temperatures coming down. Well, that'll help. We do have a parade over here in Eden on Sunday, so our fingers are crossed. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. Try to get some more details. All right. See you then. Yep. Stumach Ag Meteorologist with the weather details you're looking for. Hey, if you're looking for details about a big concert event coming up on August 10th up in Arcadia. Actually, it's the 10th through the 12th. The Ashley for the Arts in Arcadia. Guess what? Farm Babe has got an opportunity for you to not only meet Trace Adkins or Sawyer Brown, but also two general admission passes to Ashley for the Arts. You can get signed up. Just go to thefarmwi.com. Thefarmwi.com. This is uh, Trace Atkins and Sawyer Brown at Ashley for the Arts in Arcadia, August 10th through the 12th.
thefarmwi.com. Sign up for your possibility to meet and greet the artists, as well as two general admission passes. Happy to put a smile on your face. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau leadership opportunities have benefited me in multiple ways. Right now, I'm a member of the Farm Bureau Leadership Institute, and I always thought I was a good public speaker. And then we went through some of that training in our very first session, and I had these aha moments that I'm going to use when I am promoting agriculture to consumer groups. WFBF.com. You should reach out to them. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. What BioVet does, and where the livestock producer gets their benefit, is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only option. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to. And there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and no to drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option that you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Call QC Kinetics now. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, that's 608-319-1750. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve. Plus, pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at LyunaWisconsin.org slash join. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. 
At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. I don't know, Rowdy, when you hear that the offense now is 0-5 in the competition period, and then uh, also that the offense, quote, can't quite get over the hump yet so far in camp. Uh, any worry creeping in? I know we talked about this the other day, and it was, listen, man, it's, it was July when we talked about it. Now it's August 2nd. Any worry so far as the defense of 5-0 and undefeated against the offense and the offense proclaiming even Jordan Love saying we can't quite get over the hump? No, not really. I'll be worried, though, come preseason game one if they look terrible. Because <laughs> I'd imagine that Jordan Love's, uh plays preseason game one. Yeah. I don't think he gets the Rodgers treatment and doesn't have to play. Hey, speaking of uh, preseason games, the first game will be tomorrow, believe it or not, Jets-Browns. Uh, but I wanted to just get right into this. Jordan Love talked about the offense uh, being 0 for 5 in the competition period. Take a listen here. Yeah, no, it's very frustrating. Um, I think we're all we're all pretty tired of it, but um, you know, kudos to defense. But obviously, um, it's disappointing as offense. You know, collectively as a whole, um, it's definitely an area that we need to step up and um, figure out how we can turn that thing around. I will say this on the offense yesterday, though, there was a dynamite electric play. Jordan Love uncorked a deep ball, and he hit Romeo Dobbs, and Romeo Dobbs, and I quote, "Mossed." Jair Alexander, he totally just owned Jair Alexander and got a touchdown. That was, there was one cool play, and it was the connection that we've heard about uh, ever since, you know, minicamp, now into training camp and OTAs and whatnot. It was the connection between Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs. Did you happen to see the highlight at all? If not, I'll send it I did. Yeah. I Pre- did see that. Pretty badass, right? Yeah, and Romeo Dobbs continues to, um, to kind of ball in these preseason training camps practices which he did exactly last year and then came out and was pretty darn good until he hurt his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he was pretty quiet the second half of the season, but that's when Christian Watson came on the scene. Yeah, definitely. So uh, besides that play, we were just talking about uh, love here now talks about why the offense just can't get over the hump so far in practice. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's just that consistency. Um, I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules, you know, in the offense, 
as consistent as we can be in the plays and um, it just comes down to us being on the same page and I don't think we have that right now we're still kind of you know growing going through those growing pains right now but um, you know I think there's definitely spurts of it and uh, it's awesome to see and then you know it sucks when we have days where we're just not putting it together um, and obviously you know there just wasn't a lot of juice out there from us and you know it's disappointing when you're not able to put those plays together but we just got to find a way as a whole to you know come together um, and be able to turn that around right there i think to start the season once it officially gets underway in september you're going to be hearing kind of a lot of this rowdy is this uh inconsistency in gelling together a hell we've talked about with rob reichel our packer insider about how it's a young team obviously um the wide receivers cost like what five and a half million dollars total uh, you got a lot of uh rookies or second year guys jordan love first year quarterback and we talked about this again with robbie about how the packers are gonna have to figure it out along the way and maybe about halfway through the season they'll start humming hell you heard even heard mark murphy saying they'll know halfway through the season what they have in jordan love but i think you're gonna hear this uh for a lot so uh, packer fans in my humble opinion you better strap into hearing the words inconsistencies and uh, trying to get on the same page together, right? I mean, isn't that kind of expected with a young, unknown offense? Well, it'd be the same thing with Aaron Rodgers back in the day. Yeah, It's not like everything was, you know, rainbows and butterflies his first year. They won like six games. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the greatest. Uh, Jordan Love also talks about the lack of production so far during their two-minute drill in camp. No, it's frustrating. Um, obviously, two-minute drill, you know, that's we're practicing the situations to go win a game, you know, whether it's in a game, in a half. Um, you know, we're practicing that situation for a reason. That's when we need it. You need to go down, drive down, and win that game. Um, so it's frustrating that, you know, we haven't been able to, you know, even, even get a drive started, um, let alone, you know, move the ball downfield to score. Um, so it's something that, you know, we're going to go back to film, figure it out, watch it, see what areas we need to improve on, and come back to it next week. The only way I'm I'm freaking out about Jordan Love is if he just looks god awful. Where it's like he threw for 15 touchdowns and 22 picks, something, and it looked bad. It just looked bad, and everything else fell apart. And if the defense plays halfway decent, we still know that they have Aaron Jones and Watson and Dobbs can make plays here and there. But it's just completely easily to tell it's the quarterback position yeah then i'm terrified yeah uh we'll get into some quarterback stuff as uh let's see here around the league uh we had it was um coaches executives uh voted on quarterback tiers and rankings again by nfl coaches and executives uh, we'll get into that a little later in the show jordan love doesn't fall in a really good spot uh, i'll just put that out there speaking of quarterback play From Wisconsin, one of the important staples that you can take in during the Wisconsin State Fair, which kicks off this morning at 10 a.m. State Fair Park in West Allis. Welcome in, everybody. So glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Just in case you get a chance to enjoy the Kids from Wisconsin, remind yourself that the Kids from Wisconsin group was started back in 1986, and those talented performers you're enjoying between the ages of 15 and 20. They dedicate an awful lot of time to traveling across Wisconsin and the Midwest with entertainment on their minds. Again, the kids from Wisconsin, one of the important staples to the Wisconsin State Fair. Weather-wise, as far as the fair is concerned, today it kicks off with a sticky day. 87 are expected high today, 84 tomorrow, Saturday 82, 
Sunday, we've got a chance of rain, but we get to 76 degrees. And then all of next week, the Wisconsin State Fair, you and I will enjoy temperatures that are basically right around 80 degrees. Not bad at all. I'm Pam Yankee. So today is the third day of August. Let me see. Aside from the beginning of the State Fair, what else can I tell you? Well, on this day, back in 1900, Firestone Tire and Rubber Company was founded. The American Tire Company was started by Harvey Samuel Firestone in Akron, Ohio in 1900. The company was taken over by Japanese Bridgestone Corporation in 1988. In 1946, the world's first theme park opened. Guess where? Santa Claus, Indiana. It was known as Santa Claus Land, and now it's known as Holiday World and Splash and Safari in Santa Claus, Indiana. Started the theme park craze back in 1946. Happy birthday today to actor Martin Sheen. He is 83 years young. Martha Stewart, man, she's always taken on new projects. She celebrates her 82nd birthday today. Happy birthday. Well, we are happy that the Wisconsin State Fair is beginning again today, starting 10 a.m. State Fair Park, West Dallas, continues through the 13th of August. Jill Albanese is one of the important staff members at Wisconsin State Fair Park. But some of the work that she does, actually, you might walk right past and hardly notice. Jill's responsible for all the flowers and seating displays that you see at State Fair Park. And there's a brand new installation that she just wrapped up in time for State Fair Park that you can enjoy if you look for it. It is by Pedestrian Walkway Gate A and Drive-In Gate 1. When you're coming into State Fair Park, pause and take a look at a giant milk jug that's at the center of that installation. I asked Jill to tell me more about how this seating area, a place of rest with the dairy emphasis, came to be. Um, We wanted to um, make this area a very welcoming and very greeting, so we teamed up with a lot of different great people. Larry Schultz, uh, the artist that was our Fairtastic winner 10 years ago, um, he helped do the milk jug, which is eight feet tall, and it features cows, horses, pigs. It's everything you'd want to see at the fair. That's kind of the key center point. When you walk into it, if you look over to your left, you'll see the cornerstone from the old grandstand. This is from the grandstand. It was built in 1936-37 as part of the WPA. So it's really interesting and it's got a little badger on it so that makes us very happy. And then we had to um, go ahead and build up the beds with a lot of soil. We brought in two truckloads of soil full and then two truckloads of mulch, a lot of plants, evergreens, and then the pavers that used to be around the fountain got repurposed here. And then we had to have a tree cut down because it was aging and was a a risk for um, falling. So those are some of the benches you'll see that are very rugged and rustic, they're fun. She makes it sound easy now, but this site challenged you and taught you something about the intricacy of the grounds. Yeah. So when we were digging our holes for the trees, we dug the first hole and we had about six inches of pretty good soil and then we hit pretty gravelly soil. So they were like, okay, we dug the next hole and we got six inches of kind of soil and then sheer gravel after that. And after about three or four of those holes, we realized that we were on 
the um, Honey Creek, which is the creek that flows underneath the fair park. And so it was solid gravel. So we readjusted our plan, got some trees relocated in different areas where they'll thrive and survive. And so, yeah, we learned about the Honey Creek, which passes actually underneath the expo too. And it used to run through the middle of the infield. And the only place you'll see it is when you're heading west to Madison. It's just to your right when you get on the ramp, you'll see mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. But it's there underneath the grounds via uh, through a viaduct that caused some problems with this. Now, every one of the plants that you've put here, though, has a rhyme and a reason. You think through every plant selected. Yeah, so we, when you walk in, there'll be a lot of red and white. Welcome to Wisconsin, yes. And then in the back, we have a lot of oranges and yellows just because they're fun and lively. And then a lot of the plants, the majority of them are really good for pollinators, yeah. bees, butterflies. Since we've done the install, the number of birds have increased greatly along with the trees. So we just want it to flow and work really well. A lot of perennials and annuals went into this year, and then we'll be going more toward the perennials. This has been only installed for a little over a month in about a month and a half. Well, and again, as I said, folks, if you get a chance, it's pedestrian gate A or driving in gate one. Slow down and notice, especially the milk jug, which is a fantastic eye feature, but don't miss that cornerstone. Now, one of the reasons I bring it up is this is new. I never can be sure it's going to look the same next year because by next year, other partners in the state fair might want a food booth here or uh, something else. You try to use every spot you can. Yeah, no, we're real excited to keep this garden area a garden area, and it is a great place to rest, yes. relax. We have a little shade. Yep. In years, we'll be, the trees will get larger. Yep. This will be a great relaxation spot. I call it the legendary gathering place. Great name. Sweet spot at State Fair Park. And again, thanks to Larry Schultz and his artistry for the milk jug that is at the center of that resting spot. Again, by Pedestrian Gate A, Drive-In Gate 1. That's Jill Albanes, one of the staff members at State Fair Park with the beautification projects. Well done. Well, let's talk a little bit about the markets in overnight electronic trade. So far, looks like the grain trade's doing all right. Dairy is another situation. December corn's up a half right now at 501. November beans currently six cents stronger at 1327. September wheat's up a nickel at 645. July wheat up three for next year's crop at 712. Yesterday, barrel and block cheese were both unchanged. Double A butter down four at 263. August milk is down 11 right now, 1738 100 weight. Tell you what, Wisconsin is hoping for good news when it comes to soybeans. This week, CHS Cooperative had an informational meeting in the Rock County community of Evansville. I was there. They are proposing a 70 million bushel oilseed processing facility, but Evansville is one of several sites they're considering. So it's far from a done deal. Pat Maluli was in the audience as well. He is the chair of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and he said this is clearly something Wisconsin needs. We've thought for years, why are we on that island and, and can't get a crush, a crush plant here in the state? And we've done a feasibility study here recently, and it just seems like, you know, the states all around us, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, all have crush plants, and we're just sitting here on an island without one. So we're hoping to get this uh, in and running. Pat Maluli, he is a soybean grower himself and also chair of the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. He was along with me and others at the meeting in Evansville earlier this week. The cost of the project, somewhere around $700 million. They have uh, announced that they did secure land 
that would be available for the building site, but uh, outside of securing it, it, it's not an outright purchase. So everything's still very much up in the air. Maluli says that uh, if they decide to break ground, uh, probably wouldn't happen until 2024, and that means they wouldn't begin processing beans until maybe 2026. Everything kind of a big question mark right now, but I wanted you to know that it is in development. It's at least being discussed, and I'll keep you posted on the progress. What kind of progress are we seeing in dairy? Up next, Andy Fallman, broker analyst from Everag, joining us live. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. And on a Thursday morning, we're also welcoming in our guest, Andy Fallman, one of the broker analysts on the team from Everag to focus in on all things dairy. If you've been keeping an eye on what's going on, not only as far as our cheese and butter price, but fluid milk prices. It's just been a very challenging summer, and it doesn't matter where you're trying to dairy farm. Uh, Andy's along with us. Let's talk a little bit about the actions this week that have direct impacts on our markets. Andy, you were keeping an eye on what's going on with the global trade. You said it was a little soft this week, huh? Yeah. No, thank you, Pam. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, no, GDT, the global dairy trade, global dairy trade auction, uh, New Zealand's uh, auction that takes place twice a month. Um, so I believe it's the first and third Tuesday of every month. But um, yeah, no, long story short, um, took a bit of a beating there, especially in whole milk powder. And, you know, we saw it quite a bit in, in terms of how it translated into our futures market, particularly for non-fat dry milk. 
Um, in nonfat dry milk, it can at times be a leader in the space. Now, when I say that, I mean, you know, things like class three can start to kind of falter a little bit with, you know, as that product starts to come down. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, overall, like I said, whole milk powder was the one that got beat up the most at that auction, but it did seem to set the tone here um, for Tuesday, especially. But I mean, throughout the week, it's just it's led kind of a kind of had a negative tone, um, particularly in those class four products. Yeah, now, who was missing at the table for the global dairy auction? Well, I don't know if it's a question of missing at the table so much as you're starting to see a little bit of excess product um, and demand just uh, uh, kind of across the curve being a little bit softer, right? I mean, we haven't seen China be as aggressive or buy as much um, like we've seen in the past. So, I mean, they're obviously the you know 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, yeah, no, the, the demand piece of it is just a little bit softer than I think than, than the market was expecting too. I mean, normally you'd see futures, um, you know, not be as reactive if, you know, kind of getting ahead of it, you know, before then, right? So mm-hmm. to see the futures market act the way it did, it's kind of like a little bit of an eye opener, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's, let's bring it back here and what's moving in the United States. Tell me a little bit about how fluid has been moving, uh, Andy. We've been keeping an eye on these crazy temperatures that everybody's been living with, not just here in Wisconsin, but especially the West Southwest, has that changed fluid milk patterns when it comes to uh, semi trucks that are moving around? I think so. Yeah, no, I think so. And, and you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, it's hot, and it's definitely affecting milk production. And we're certainly hearing about those in, like you know, Southwest Agency. Um, you know, you know, hearing the word tight on milk—that's something we have not. That's an adjective we haven't heard describe milk in a while. Right. I mean, you, I mean, we obviously saw what ha- what took place, you know, at the CME here in the last call it like three weeks. Um, it was quick, man. I, you know, like we were at a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty two there for a while. And a lot of it just had to do with, you know, like obviously demand faltering. But, you know, we kept seeing you know excess milk and some of those spot milk ranges, meaning, you know, milk being offered well below class just because it was in excess. You're just not seeing that as much. So, yeah, no, I mean, price certainly, you know, the cure for low prices is always low prices kind of thing. It certainly had its impact, but also, too, you know, some of these different, you know, like heat obviously is a big, can be, can and always will be a big player, especially if it's prolonged. Yeah. So, for sure. No, you're definitely starting to see some tightness there. Um, you know, I would expect it to, you know, start to persist a little bit, especially as school starts to set in. Mm-hmm. My kids start school in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that'll, that'll have a draw in class one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's natural, but that's what will happen, but you know, it's already getting a little bit tight because of what you just said. So that, that can make for an interesting fall. What, a, what about dairy slaughter? I mean, those numbers have blown my mind over the past, uh, well, a couple of months, really. Is that continuing? It sure is. Yeah, for de- for sure. And, it, you know, it is, it could slow down a little bit here as, you know, some of the milk checks make it a little bit better, but overall, I, I don't, I don't see those numbers slowing down just because, yeah, from an economic standpoint, it makes sense. Um, so I, I think those are things, you know, between what we're hearing about with, with regard to milk production starting to tighten up in certain parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, too, with you're just going to start to see fewer cows in the herd period. It makes me a little bit more, it certainly makes me more friendly 2024. I mean, these are things that take time to work their way through the market. Um, it always will. And, you know, when I think about this, it's just like, well, how is this, how is this situation going to look in six to nine months? Not tomorrow, but more like six to nine months. So I'm thinking this could be friendly for 2024. You know, on the short term, though, we still have to try to figure out a way to tie a knot and hang on. And some of the uh, 
management tools that are available to dairy producers, uh, either you know uh, through uh, independence or through your farm service agency office. Boy, those babies really kicked in in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, DMC. Um, the DMC payment is a. I mean, that's obviously that's, that's a great tool. Um, it's one of many. Um, I would certainly be encouraging anybody to be signing up to be using that. Um, and then also too, you have products, you know, you know, things that we can use on the CME, um, things that we can use that are federally subsidized, like dairy revenue protection. Those are all things that you can use together, right? You know, prohibited. You know, one doesn't prohibit you from using the other kind of thing. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, those are it's it's those are great. They're there when we need them. Um, and I would certainly be encouraging folks to be looking at those. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like this ship is going to right itself. You'll probably still see dividends on the short if you got involved today, eh? I think so. And like I said, you know, the DMC program, it's a, go, it's a great place. It's a great place to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, those are all great things. Um, and, yeah, I mean, short term, it certainly feels like it's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, already, you know, like yesterday, for example, I think it's a great example of that. We, we had a nice little run higher butter and we're starting to kind of sell off a little bit. Futures in class three are starting to price in a discount to the, to the cheese market right now. Um, that to me is a sign of potential weakness here in the short term, at least. You know, it's encouraging those that have spot cheese to bring their cheese to the exchange, right? Because it's saying that in the future, it's going to be worth less. So uh, to me, I, I think, you know, again, Longer term, I think what we're seeing in some of these on-farm economics are going to play itself out to friendlier prices. That's in the longer term. Shorter term, I still, I still think we've got a bit of a bumpy, bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. Do we think that this is going to impact uh, holiday buying? I mean, I'm just, not not for the consumer, but I'm saying for uh, the retailers, those that come to the market far before holidays, will they come earlier because of this? Um, I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I don't know if I'd want to kind of hang my hat on something like that, but mm-hmm. it certainly is possible. Hmm. Well, you and I are both in the same situation. It's not yeah. we're not going to write this ship overnight, baby. But trying to think about how I'm going to get to 2024 can be a challenge for some of our folks, I'm sure. So, good enough, Andy. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a great Thursday. I hope I get a chance to catch up with you again in a couple weeks or so. Okay. Pam, I appreciate it. All right. My gosh. Andy Fallman, always with great information for us on a Thursday morning. And, of course, he is one of the broker analysts, a part of EverAg. You can find him online and connect with somebody that can give you some advice at ever.ag. And they'll be back again with us next week. Tomorrow morning, our friend Nate Zimdars is going to be sitting in the big chair handling the Friday show. I'm headed up to Plover to work with the Wisconsin Potato Vegetable Growers on a Farmer to Farmer Network. See you there. This is the Midwest Farm Report.